Hello, and welcome to episode four of the Craft and Cluster podcast, a show all about marketing your wine brand in the digital age. I'm your host, Heather Danitz, a photographer and social media consultant based in Santa Barbara wine country. I help wineries tell the true stories of how they get their wine from grape to glass. In today's episode, we are going to talk about the importance of serving your audience before you sell to them. If I've learned anything from 2020, it's that nurturing one's audience is of the utmost importance, especially in times of crisis. In the wake of the announcement that we were to shelter in place in March of last year, I received dozens of emails and social media communications from companies I hadn't heard from in months, and in some cases years, all of a sudden asking me for my support. You probably got a lot of these types of emails too, and if you're anything like me, you are at least slightly annoyed. Listen, I don't blame any of these companies. We had no idea how to handle that situation at the time. But what I will say is this. The companies that had consistently shown up in my inbox and in my social media feed prior to the lockdown didn't need to ask for my support. I was already giving it. I say this to highlight the importance of showing up and nurturing your audience consistently rather than only showing up when you need something. That way, when shit hits the fan, like in this global pandemic, Your audience doesn't feel like your parents did when you would only ever call them for money because you're on your last cup of noodles. By the way, I'm sorry, mom. So here are three ways you can serve your audience before you sell to them. One, give valuable content. The first way you can serve your audience before you sell to them is to share valuable content, be that on social media or in your emails. As social media expert Claire Diaz-Ortiz says in her book, Social Media Success for Every Brand, think of your marketing like a bank account. The number one rule with a bank account is to always deposit more than you withdraw. On your social media and email list, deposits look like value-driven content, whereas withdrawals happen when you ask for a sale. This is why I recommend following the Pareto Principle, aka the 80-20 rule in your marketing. Chelsea and I briefly touched on this in episode two, but today we're going to dive a little deeper into it. In general, the Pareto Principle states that 80% of your results come from 20% of our efforts, and vice versa. But in social media and marketing speak, it means that we should be nurturing and giving value to our audiences 80% of the time and only actively selling to them 20% of the time. Here's how the 80-20 rule can look for wine brands. One, sharing recent wine scores or testimonials from your audience. Two, behind the scenes about what you're up to in the winery. Three, a recipe with a wine pairing suggestion. Four, an interview with your vineyard manager about what's up in the vineyard. And then five, this is where you'll sell information about your next wine being released with a direct call to action to purchase. Notice how we gave value without a direct call to action 80% of the time and then asked for the sale in the last post or email. Now that doesn't mean you can't give subtle sales nudges in your nurturing content. For example, in the recipe post or email, 
you could tell your audience where they can find the wine you're suggesting for these food pairings. But the point is that you're leading with value before you ask for the sale. If you have a month coming up where you are planning to sell more frequently, like during the winter holiday season, for example, that just means that you're going to need to share value-driven content more frequently during that time. Remember, you always want to make sure you are depositing more than you withdraw. The idea of these nurturing posts and emails is to turn your warm leads into hot leads. So by the time those direct calls to action come around, your audience will be chomping at the bit to purchase your wine. The second way to nurture your audience is to give good customer service, particularly on social media. When I first started managing social media professionally, I asked the company I was working for what the purpose of their social media was. Among the usual responses of to educate and to increase brand awareness, they also added, it's to help boost and protect our reputation. They understood right away that any potential clients following them would likely view their social media as an extension of their customer service. Which is why I find it so baffling that wineries who literally exist under the umbrella of the hospitality industry haven't quite grasped the fact that people expect their customer service to reach to social media. To put it simply, if you have any form of social media, you should be using it to serve your customers. Social media customer service increases customer loyalty and confidence in your brand. It protects your brand's reputation, and the bottom line is, your customers expect it. Here are some hard numbers for you in case you don't believe me. A 2018 survey of U.S. internet users shows that 67% of customers have used social media to contact customer service. 69% of U.S. residents say that directly messaging a company makes them feel more confident about the brand. And finally, customers who receive a brand response from their engagements are willing to spend up to 20% more on a future purchase from that business. You can bet your sweet backside those figures are higher now in 2021. Between the pandemic forcing everyone to stay home and the important movement of Black Lives Matter putting every business's practices under a magnifying glass, more people than ever before are vocalizing their support or lack thereof of businesses on social media. Here are four ways you can start giving better customer service on your social media accounts today. One, always respond. When you respond to comments, DMs, and posts you've been tagged in, yes, even the comments that are only an emoji, you are indicating to other users that you are responsive. Being engaged by responding to comments and the like will also serve double duty in triggering the algorithm to respond favorably to your content in the future, pushing it out to more people and thus increasing your potential for sales. Literally, there is no good reason for you not to respond to your audience on social media. Two, you can respond quickly. Prompt responses are also crucial. If someone were to call you and leave a voicemail indicating that they were having a problem, you would call them back as soon as you could, right? So why wouldn't you respond in a timely manner on social media? In fact, studies show that the majority of users expect a brand to respond within one hour, or at least faster than you would respond to a phone call. 
Now, that doesn't mean that your social media manager needs to be glued to their phone 24-7, but you can and should set up autoresponders in your DMs to let your customers know when they can expect a response from you. Three, monitor your mentions. Sometimes your customer may not know you have a social media account, and so we'll use a hashtag or a location tag when they are talking about you. Make it a regular practice to find and monitor those avenues. You can even follow hashtags on Instagram so that they automatically show up in your newsfeed. This will again reflect favorably on you and your company and is a proven practice in helping companies grow organically on social media. Four, finally, be proactive. Answer frequently asked questions in your social media posts and stories. Do customers ask if you are dog-friendly or kid-friendly all the time? Create a post which answers those questions. Have your open hours changed? Indicate your hours in any post where you are giving a visit us or call us call to action. Do your protocol keep changing because of the pandemic? Host a weekly Instagram Live and save it to IGTV to give updates on the situation of the moment. You can even set up an autoresponder on Facebook to answer any frequently asked questions your customers message you with. Customer service is really important, so don't sleep on these tips. They will help you not only grow, but will increase your brand loyalty. Okay, so the final thing you need to do to serve your audience before you sell to them is to get consistent. Weekly emails and social media posts are one of the best ways to ensure your brand is staying top of mind. Honestly, one of the things that bugged me most about all of a sudden getting bombarded with a ton of email and social media posts was that the majority of these communications were from brands I rarely, if ever, heard from. As I mentioned earlier, some of those brands I hadn't heard from in years. It made me feel like I was just a number to these companies rather than a valued customer, which was really gross. I ended up unsubscribing from over 20 different email lists and unfollowed even more brands on Instagram in March. But it was the brands I had heard from consistently that I stayed subscribed to and continued following. In fact, these were the brands I ended up feeling good about supporting with my purchases. If you're having a hard time being consistent with your communications, be that on social media or with your email list, I highly recommend starting by setting only two days a week where you will communicate with your audience and then growing from there. This could be something like Monday, you will send an email to your email list, and then Wednesday, you will create a social media post communicating the same information you communicated in your email list. Once you've made that a habit, you can start sharing more content from there. Now, I know that a lot of wine brands struggle to keep up with Instagram's ever-changing platform, which is why I am working on creating a digital course, which is going to help you create a strategy for your Instagram marketing. The Instagram field guide course will give you confidence in your strategy and will help your business grow online. This course will launch in mid-February, but if you join the waitlist today, you will get access to a daily Instagram checklist to help you get consistent and grow your Instagram audience in the meantime. Just head to craftandcluster.com forward slash course. That's craftandcluster.com forward slash course 
to get on the waitlist for the Instagram field guide course and to get your hands on the free daily Instagram checklist. All right, that's it for episode four of the Craft and Cluster podcast. To recap, here are the three things you should do to serve your audience before you sell to them. One, share valuable content 80% of the time and give direct calls to action 20% of the time. Two, give excellent customer service on social media by responding to your comments and DMs quickly. Three, be consistent in your digital marketing communications by sharing content at least once per week. If you found this episode super valuable, be sure to rate and review it and spread the love by screenshotting, sharing, and tagging at Craft and Cluster on Instagram. And to make sure you never miss an episode, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen. I'll see you next Monday. Bye. Hey there, you just listened to the Craft and Cluster podcast, a production of Craft and Cluster owned exclusively by me, Heather Danitz. The opinions and statements in this show are those of me and any guests that appeared on the Craft and Cluster podcast and are for entertainment purposes only. I cannot guarantee any particular result or return on investment based on any statement from this show. But what I can guarantee is my extreme psychitude that you are still listening to this even though the episode has ended and this is clearly a disclaimer. You are super dedicated. I like that about you.